Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, 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 it's Feo J, and you're tuned in to season two of The Motion. If you're new here, we get conversation moving in the best way possible. And if you're returning, say it with me. From music to culture to politics to fashion, this podcast is due to get your emotions in motion. Each week, you can expect at least two guests with opposing opinions and a tangling debate topic. Today's topic is inspired by my love of a little five-year-old pop star called Zaza. About a year ago, she gained internet fame with her cover, I guess you could call it, of Schoolboy Q's Water. I got that water, I got that water. Remember? She's a lot cuter than I am, clearly. But she sort of just took over. And now she has 1.8 million followers on Instagram at five years old. That comes with endorsements, that comes with loads of shows. And I remember being so, so, so happy for her and her growth. But now when I look at this girl, my girl is tired. (laughs) She is actually tired. I see it. And it just made me think of the whole host of infant influencers that there are out there. We glorify them, but we're so quick to see the detriments of other forms of child labourers, such as in factories overseas. And so that leads to the main question of this debate. Are these kid influencers just glorified child labourers being exploited by their parents? Debating this with me today are my favourite cousin podcasters, pop culture enthusiast, the Chatterbox Podcast. Come on! I'm Ayawande. I'm Oilala and, and we are the Chatterbox Podcast. These girls know everything there is to know about pop culture, whether in Lagos, London, USA. They are so, so opinionated. On the side that these kids are just expressing themselves in the best way they know how, we have Ayawande. We're on the other side thinking that these kids are getting exploited by their parents. We have Oilola. Before I interrogate you guys, I'm just going to give you a quick opportunity to summarise what you think and why. It's time for for the opening statements. I think exploitation is actually a very strong term and also saying they're being used as child laborers is a very strong term. I think parents more time have their children's best interests at heart. So it's hard to convince me that that a parent would want to take advantage of a child for economic benefits and also manual labor. I think second of all as well, in the examples that Ife has mentioned, a lot of these children are having fun and enjoy doing what they're doing. Zaza herself controls her accounts most of the time and goes on Instagram lives on her own without her parents. And I think finally, you need to look at the benefits of what um, these kid influencers are doing for themselves, for their family. They're providing, you know, alternative sources of income, you know, that their parents can put away towards college, towards other things that they might want in the future. I think we need to remember that the money that's being made is not necessarily just going to upkeep the family. There are other good ways that parents are using the money that these children are making to better their lives. 
I am of the opposing opinion. I feel like these parents are exploiting their children. You have to understand that between the ages of four to 10, you have a various amount of hobbies. I can attest to the fact that when I wanted to play the guitar, I wanted to play the piano, I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to be an actress, I wanted to do so many different things. And I'm not saying that my parents didn't indulge me, but the fact that my hobbies changed so quickly meant that the amount of time that they were investing in me differed when children are at a young age they're just starting to develop so when you start to force them to do things that maybe after a while they're no longer interested in doing it starts to become a chore and that's when it starts to be seen as exploitation of labor you never know when the child might not want to do it anymore you don't actually know what's going on behind the scenes all right, so now that all the cordialities are out the way, I'm now gonna knock you guys off your feet with some of these questions. And as it's season two, I've got a little surprise for you listeners after this Q&A segment. Ayawande, I wanna start with you. Something very concerning in what you said is that Zaza, a five-year-old, is often doing her stories by herself. What is the age of Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of these social media accounts? The age is 13, yes? Yes. Even influencers that are of our age, even them being so open to the dangers of the internet is dangerous in itself, let alone a five-year-old. I have watched some of her Instagram lives and she is there on her own chatting to fans. Second of all, there are even some videos where you see Zaza telling her parents, um, excuse me, we're gonna do it like this. Clearly this girl has control of what she wants to put out, obviously with the consent of her parents. So what I'm trying to say is there are a lot of these kid influencers who really just enjoy being or showing off online or sharing you know parts of themselves or their hobbies online i don't know if you guys have younger siblings or younger nieces and things like that i know my cousin's daughter she really enjoys making videos of herself she'll get on her ipad and do that it's just that zaza and although these kid influencers are the ones who take them online with the consent of their parents what it looked like you just did there is say yeah i did say she was there without her parents but sometimes she's there without her parents but then they're guiding her Sorry, bit confused. But I will move on to Oilola because I do feel like there was a bit of, you know, sense in what you just said, Ayoande. And that is that the nature of being a kid is changing. Whereas for me, I wanted to be a singer, for example, or I wanted to play with my dolls. That is changing. We always see, you know, different phases, different generations like different things. Absolutely, this can be the new wanting to play the guitar or, you know, wanting to become a singer. But it's like, when does it end you know when when i'm no longer interested can i just stop because it doesn't seem like they can it doesn't seem like they have that option available like i Wendy said in her opening statement these children have brought in some sort of extra income for their family and for a lot of them they're bringing in a lot more money than their parents maybe have seen in their own personal careers no shade so it's like you know, the parents don't want to stop the bag. The bag that you get from social media influencing is a lot. The parents don't want to stop that because it's like, that means we have to give up this lifestyle that we've worked so hard to get. Absolutely. And let's actually just get into some of these figures because my guy Ryan Kaji, I don't know how old, I think he's six, 22 yep. million a year. Ayawande, you're saying parents will parent, but humans will human. What sane human is turning down 22 million a year? Come on! When your son is saying, I'm tired, you're going to say, I'll oh, just, just sleep it off. We'll go again tomorrow. 22 million a year. 
Ayurvedi, are you hearing this? And so I want to focus on when it gets bigger than the kid. When there are brands involved, you'll find that the accounts, Google, YouTube, Facebook, they're very, very quiet about this topic because it benefits them too. We see drastic cases in like the cases of child actors, for example, like Willow Smith. Whip my hair, she had her braids. Few weeks later, she was bold. We thought it was because she was a spunky child. No, it's because she was trapped in a contract with her own parents. So Ayawande, I ask you, what happens when you're in water that's too deep to swim? I see where you're coming from, um, especially in Ryan's cases. This is just one example. When the brand becomes bigger than the kids, they're looking at ways to phase out the kids. And in one such example, Ryan himself, they started using dolls. I actually went on YouTube to go and find it to replace Ryan. I know it doesn't make sense. It's sort of weird. And this is because I'm guessing the hectic schedule of having to film so much, you know, so many hours in a day. It's like at some point in time, this gets a bit much for the child. So looking at creative ways in which you can maintain the brand without having the kid there, um, I think is something that you can work towards and is possible. Take, for example, CGI influencing. Like that is a whole new brand of influencers that is coming up and is being used by brands in order to reduce their influencer costs. So there are creative ways you can do this. I also think that $22 million, obviously, that's wild. Like I'm thinking if I'm a parent, I'm like... Mate, <laughs> I'm not sure. But on the other hand, I think if you're a parent that's willing to exploit your child in that respect for $22 million, it's sort of like you're not fit to be a parent anyway because I feel that if you're going to exploit your child for money, God knows what else you can exploit your child for. The point that you made about CGI influencing was very niche. I actually really rate that. But something you said about, you know, this hectic schedule, I wonder, I thought it was just a little bit of fun. I thought it was just a little hobby. But, 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 something I've noticed actually, like even when I watch random kids on Twitter, kids are talking better. Their lexicon is like a lot better. And that's because I think people are beginning to realize that even though a kid is a kid, it doesn't mean you have to like baby it in the sense that you're doing goo goo gaga. It's linked to kid influencers, like the confidence it can give you, the communication skills. I think that does wonders, to be honest. Absolutely. The communication is is great and the self-confidence and the fact that they're able to articulate, you know, what they're feeling and how they feel so well. We, we absolutely love to see and we love that a hobby can do this. But the issue isn't that. The issue is more when it gets to, like you said, Zaza is tired. If she's actually tired, then my babe should actually just relax. Her communication is going to remain the same. <laughs> Her self-confidence is still going to be there. But if she's tired, then she should be able to take a break. I want to do. Something I've noticed recently is the adultification of young girls, specifically young black girls. So, you know, obviously with the recent situations that's happening all over the world, the sort of racial uprising and people fighting for black rights, I saw a video of a seven-year-old screaming, no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. It's good that she is so engaged at such a young age. But what happens is that old people start retweeting this video, retweeting this video, changing the nature of what a black girl looks like as a kid. It's the same case with like Little Miss Flint, who's been campaigning for water in her state for like the past five years or so. It's so noble. 
But these are young kids. What starts with kids just being kids and having a little bit of curiosity, that actually becomes quite dark because they're being made to be like adults and deal with adult things at such a young age. Yes, I agree. It's, it's a shame that a young child will have to, you know, speak up in such issues. But I would say to you, you know, as someone who's very vocal, even in her older years, I'm so certain that even if you saw some form of injustice when you were young, you may have wanted to speak up about it. You know, it's something that you may have wanted to put in your own words or you may have wanted to discuss with your parents. And another example of this, I'd say, is Greta Thunberg. Goes to speak at the UN. She goes to speak at all these top, top panels with top, top people. Her voice is just as important as someone who has been working for 40 years. You know, her voice, she speaks for her generation, just as that younger girl who's saying no justice was peace is speaking up for a generation it's such a shame that we live in a world like this but i think there's nothing wrong with young people being able to use their voice use their platform to speak up against in against injustices that they see in their world as early as if it was like seven years old i think you can do that and also play around with your friends in the park and laugh and have a good time you know i think and in this world in this society both of those things can coexist i don't want to get too dark but you know we have seen kids try to play around with their friends in the park with toy guns and getting shot for it so you know do, do we really live in a said world to close because i feel like this point keeps coming up quite a bit yes the nature is changing but I think the issue I see is that the law has not changed with said nature. So people saw issues with child actors and child actresses. The law has been updated to reflect that. But with influencers, there is no law. As I said, YouTube and Google and Facebook are awfully quiet about this topic because it benefits them. So sometimes you need an external force. With the issue of kid influencers, there's none of that. Before we get into the main debate where Oyelola and Ayawande no longer have me as a buffer, we have a quick little intermission featuring a voice memo from one of our listeners, Nathan, who had a little bit more to say about the second episode of last season. Has social media ruined the sanctity of moments? There's just some weird set of rules that everyone has to abide by into what's cool to post. You eating post eggs and eggs fiorentine or whatever the word is. All of these snapshots are kind of intelligently calculated if you deep it. Imagine if I just started taking photos of my plug socket and just being like, oh, it's just a moment. Even if you're not abiding by those rules as well, you're still going to get like a dopamine shot of you receiving some form of recognition, you getting it out there. That's scientifically proven. It's actually like crack cocaine. And you may have created a new moment, but that moment will never be as pure as that first initial feeling of excitement. I think the sanctity of the moment is literally pure, no distractions, just free thought. The moment can't be that pure if you're so used to grabbing your phone and taking a photo of it. The first thing coming to my mind is how sacred can eggs be? Whether you take a photo or not, they're still only eggs. So I don't know if I'd go as far as saying that social media has ruined the sanctity of that particular moment. But of course I'm being facetious and I definitely do see both sides of this question. Does the reactionary nature ruin the sanctity of the moment or is it just so reactionary and almost so natural that it almost is so small in the moment and too small to even have an effect on it? But let me not say too much in case you haven't listened to the episode. Feel free to listen back and see who won the debate in the end. And if you're thinking this guy is a joker, he absolutely is. And you should check out his podcast, The Score Per Podcast. 
it is now my favourite part of the debate. The gloves are off, the claws are out. And while intellectual debate is respectful, it can also be ruthless, guys. So do not be afraid to get a little bit cheeky. But it's now time for the main debate. You know when you guys were young and you'd go to parties, dance, 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 you make some money. Or your uncle comes to your house, hey, if I have 50 pounds, here you go. Where and are your you parents going took that this? money. <laughs> Where are you going with this? And you gave your parents that money, for example, like, oh, my uncle gave me 50 pounds, bloody, 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 blah. Are you saying that your parents were exploiting you by what they chose to fam, do with that fam, money later on? I am on? so glad you asked that question. I probably have about a thousand pounds claim yeah, to the money okay. that people gave me as a kid that my parents said they'll look after. Where is it? Can okay. you guys relate? I didn't work for that money. The exploitation part comes from the fact that the child is actually out here working beyond hours that they should be. I just went to a party and I was sprayed money. That's a cultural thing. Or my uncle came to the house and gave me a hundred pounds. That's a cultural thing. I gave the money to my parents. They're not exploiting me. They're just parents. But I think the assumption that parents necessarily always know what's best for their child, I don't actually think that's true. A lot of the times when you grow up and you have conversations with your parents, you find that they would do things differently. There's no book. Well, there actually are tons of parenting books, but there's a reason <laughs> there are tons of parenting books. There's no one answer. There's no one right way to be a parent. Just like when I was a kid and dancing for my mommy, for, for money even, and my mom would take the money and I wouldn't see it. And she'd say, oh, when you had McDonald's that time, where do you think the money came from? Well, what if I didn't want McDonald's that time? And then that's what I'm saying. It's not every single time a parent will know what's best for the child. But Oye Lola, what do you think the difference is with these, say, like, influencer mums and sports mums and mums who are there at the ballet recital and mums who are holding the cam, hashtag me and girls. Yes, kids will be kids, but it doesn't mean that kids can like not develop passions earlier. And just because your passion doesn't look like others, should you be, you know, tarnished as a parent? Absolutely not. I think the difference between an influencer mom and maybe a soccer mom or a ballerina mom is the amount of money. You are developing your child to make money later on, right? It's something that isn't really generating income in that particular moment or in that point in time i know i want my future sons to play football because i want to get that football money but <laughs> if after a while they don't want to do it anymore it's not it's not a big deal because they weren't bringing in any money to begin with yes that that is right you know they may get their riches much later and then they're in charge of all these things however doesn't it go back to your point um about the hours that these kids are working because i know with a lot of these soccer and sports moms and gym moms or whatever these kids their hours that they're having to do at such young ages are even worse than what a kid influencer would be doing. You know, they're going to practice um, in the evenings as well as on weekends. The gym moms, they're constantly preparing the, their kids for, you know, the kid Olympics, all these things. They're even doing more work and not even seeing money. Doesn't that go back to your point about child labor? And isn't that even worse than what kid influencing is doing? I feel like you're sort of making my point for me the point still stands the same in the sense that there is no law that protects the children against these sorts of things okay the law point i understand it's an important thing to bring up however i would still say even with laws 
we've seen examples of child actors still deteriorating later on in life. You know, they have these laws in place to support them, but you still have your cases of Amanda Bynes, Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber, you know, making so much money early on and then like not knowing what to do later on and having a meltdown and breakdown. So how much can these laws actually protect these children if they're even put in place, if they're not even protecting the child actors of today? But don't you think that without laws, it would just be 10 times worse? Try to struggle to see if you want to win this debate. Earlier on, you even said that it's an anomaly. People that are being abused or exploited. But I actually would say with the case of child actors, it's an anomaly to come out right. We have maybe two examples. Lizzie McGuire, Hilary Duff and Zendaya. There's loads more. Maybe. There we are. Daniel Radcliffe, what happened to him? Ryan Gosling. We're not going to list them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Fair enough, but I just feel like, especially the ones that don't make it to adulthood stars, the guy from um, Lemonade Mouth has just been arrested for armed robbery. That leads me on to another point, which is like, fame is a drug. If you get hooked onto that drug at such a young age, what happens when you are no longer cute? That is when the damages start to come. What happens when you start being bullied in school because of it and not championed? Yeah, that was my next point. At that young age, everything is just forming. You're just starting to build relationships. You're just starting to learn how to talk, how to, how to interact with other people. So imagine what it does to their psyche when this like initial fame is just thrown on them and they start to get um, you know, highs off of the fact that, you know, um, they have 1 million Instagram followers or they get 3,000 likes on Instagram, this, that and the third. That applies to normal influencers. I can't agree when, you, when we're talking about kid influencers. The likelihood that a lot of these people actually become on that same level as like Zaza and all these ones, they're very slim. Not a lot of them actually make it. Also, this whole Zaza is tired thing. I'm so sorry if that girl's tired. You, you are like one of the few people that says this girl is tired because that girl looks active. I don't know how you've analysed Zaza this much. You can tell. There was one performance she did at the Lakers. She couldn't even hear. It was too loud for her. She does generally love music. She loves to dance. But there comes a time where just because you love something doesn't mean that you can do it to the extent where it's driving you crazy. Throw away question. Would you guys let your kids be uh, influencers? I personally find it weird when a child has an Instagram account that is run by their parents and it's like the parents write captions from the children. I think it's really bizarre. I think that when you get to an age where you can control your own Instagram account and you decide that this is something that you want to do as a hobby or whatever, absolutely. But I'm not going to be the kind of parent that has my one-year-old in like a Gucci sweater, the fashion ones or the ones that are dancing. It's not something that I enjoy. I'm the kind of person that will probably post my child on social media on my own personal page quite frequently i know that i would do that it's something that i would look into i don't think it's something that i would put in the effort to make them become kid influencers because like i said it is a lot of effort i don't think i have the time or even care about the amount of money that you're going to make make from being a kid influencer i don't think i'm going to be the kind of parent that helps them negotiate brand deals and does all these other things online a mother of these two influencers was talking about well i think they're three three and four and she was like well their dad and i put in most of the effort so we decide how we get to spend their money and it's like oh while i i think i understand that point but you're not you're not selling your faces you know it's not your faces that people are buying into if people wanted to buy into your faces then they would have clicked 
on your Instagram profile. And if you knew that you were adorable enough, then you would have started your own Instagram profile. But you knew that you weren't, so you used your children. That is a clear example of exploitation. That right there. I'm a lot more okay with people who sort of portray as this is something we're doing as a family. For example, the Cabs family. But when the focus is so much on the kid, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I get what you guys are saying, but at the end of the day, like your parent, just as your parent decides what school you're going to go to or sets the standard for what extracurricular activities and other things that you do or whose houses you can sleep with and with and all this kind of stuff. They are their guardians. They're the ones who make decisions on behalf of these girls. So they should be allowed to make the decision of where their money is being spent or how many hours that their children are allowed to work if they're allowed to and they're the ones that are meant to make decisions on every other aspect of these children's lives um the other thing i was going to make a point about was just like because their parents are controlling the accounts a lot of these children are shielded to most things they don't see the comments they don't really know what's going on they probably don't even know who follows them i think the clement twins they were saying how the who sorry do you mean the McClure twins? The Clement twins? McClure twins. I said Clement twins. McClure twins. Anyway, um, yeah, so they're, they're pretty much shielded to this whole world and this whole Instagram following. So a lot of the damage that we might associate with children being um, exposed online early on, I feel like is and can be shielded. This guy's that follow called Belief in Fatherhood puts his whole family on his page and promotes them and sort of showcases their life. All his comments are turned off. Graham, there's a lot of privacy and protection towards their children and he, you know they make that very clear. And more time, these children don't even know what's going on on these accounts like they can live their life and just take pictures with mommy and daddy and move on there are obviously ways to protect from this and i think that's what my thing is here i don't think it's bad mm. but i think that the nature of the law needs to change and while that person in fatherhood person might have a good heart money corrupts you know what i mean i don't think that you know your point about that you're not a good parent i don't think it's that simple so i definitely do see both sides but i think this needs to come to an end let's wrap this thing up it's time for your final opportunity to get me on your side it is the closing statements as a child you have various amounts of hobbies we have discussed this at length. We understand that children love a various amount of things. I know there are different children that love to take videos, that love to post them, that want to be on Instagram, that want to be on IGTV. We get it, we know it, we love it. However, there comes a time when it becomes a bit too extreme. The part where it crosses to exploitation is when the child is like, you know what, I'm now no longer into making videos because you've ne you've made it something I have to do instead of something I want to do. And now I, I want to ride my bicycle. That's what I want to do. I want a dog. That's my new hobby. Like I want a dog. I want to call him Fluffy and I want him to run around and that that's it. When it's no longer fun for them, that's when it crosses the line. The fact that there are no laws that limit the amount of time that they have to work and that there are no laws around social media um, kid influencers is extremely, extremely worrying. And like um, if I said earlier, YouTube, Google, all these social networking platforms are very quiet on this situation because it benefits them. Every time a child makes money on YouTube, YouTube also makes money. I think I was reading somewhere that the YouTube creator collects 55% and then YouTube collects the other amount. So of course YouTube isn't going to say anything about this, but I think what there needs to be is a lot more laws put in place to ensure that the child is protected and children should be allowed to be children without the added pressure of 
performing for you know however many instagram followers that they have it speaks to the general fit of you as a parent and also what you're willing to allow your child to have to go through at the end of the day. Second of all, I still believe that with most of these parents, they're the ones doing a lot of the work behind the scene. When we argue that their child actually does so many different hours, that's not necessarily true because their child poses for a couple of pictures and the parents are the one that has to go and secure sponsorship deals, do all the brands and you know do all that lot. So I do think that the work and manual labor and exploitation part um, is not necessarily valid because their their kid only you know does photo shoots for a couple of hours in a day now if the child isn't interested technology youtube all these platforms are such that you can close your account you can privatize your account you can shut off all these brand deals and things that you've negotiated and i think you know although we've said that that that's not necessarily the case because fame gets to people's heads and the amount of work that these parents have put you know towards the child ultimately the happiness of your child is the most important thing in my opinion and so that should come first above and beyond you know all these other avenues but the benefits of being a child influencer and a kid influencer are some that we cannot um, brush aside This has been a very hard debate, and I'm going back to the title. Are kidfluencers glorified child labourers? And that leads me to ask, is the issue with child labour because they're not getting paid for it, or because the child is working? I don't know the answer to that, to be honest. And I think the point Iwande made was a strong one in the sense that there are kids working, 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 like you're in the gym every day, you're at soccer every weekend, and you're not getting paid for that. How are you going to say that's better than Ryan who's made 22 million? Ryan's grandchildren are rich and the yeah, guy is six years old. But I think what is going to make my decision is whether I would let my kid do this. Whether I would let my kid be endorsed by brand deals, have their college pay for them and, you yeah. know, make our lives better for everybody. I'm going to say, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so yeah, I would. think for that reason... <laughs> has won the debate the motion is closed it is the end of the first episode of season two and this season we want to incorporate you a lot more so follow us on twitter at the motion pod underscore follow us on instagram at the motion underscore and send in those voice memos to at the motion podcast at gmail.com motion is a very popular word so unfortunately the consistency is looking a little bit mad across those domains this conversation could not be done without the chatterbox podcast so make sure you give them a follow as well at chatterboxpod on instagram and on spotify on all the great 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 platforms have a great week and we'll see you next time is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.